family worship. It's good to have the whole crew together. It's a bit crazy, but it's a lot of fun and it's, it's valuable. It is valuable. Uh, the church has like basically thrown itself completely into this age-appropriate divide into like every little small segment of culture and everybody do age-appropriate teaching and that works on one level but then there's this big big drop-off at the end of high school when these kids never learned how to be a part of a bigger community never learned how to really interact with people outside of just their age and so we want to combat that four times a year on the fifth Sunday of um, on fifth Sundays which happens four times we, we get all together, and I will teach very briefly, and we'll, um, we'll spend some good time as a church together. So we won't need those, Nick and Jonathan. We won't need the Bible today because it'll be on the screen. But if there is a basket underneath your chair, and you can hand it down. If this is the first time that you've been with us, we hope that you'll fill out a card and hand, on, hand off your contact information so that we can be in touch. All right, so we're in a... Um, we're in a series called Story, When God Writes You In, and the few of us that are sharing the teaching for this, story, for this series have selected some stories from Scripture that have been especially uh, meaningful in our lives because at some point in our lives, they ceased to just be stories that were in the Bible, but they, God, God seemed to communicate to us through these stories. God can, He confronted us with these stories. He encouraged us with these stories. And so at some point, these stories became our stories, and it was like God wrote us in to these stories. So today, I want to continue this. I want to tell you the story of one of the most important people in the Bible, all right? And the reason I say he's one of the most important people in the Bible, well, there's actually two reasons. One, he started a ton of Christian churches when there weren't any. His name was Paul, and he traveled all around the Mediterranean Sea planting new Christian churches. Um, and then he also, another reason I say that he's important is because he wrote most of the New Testament. So he wrote books that you're, maybe you've heard of called Romans and Corinthians and Ephesians and Thessalonians and Philippians and Colossians. And really, these books in the Bible, they're just letters that Paul wrote to some of these churches that he himself started, he and a few other people. Now, what's really interesting about Paul's story is that he wasn't always a church planter. In fact, Paul wasn't even always a good teacher or an instructor of Christians. What's interesting about Paul's story is that he wasn't even a follower of Jesus until he was much older, till he was grown up. And so I wanna tell you the story of Paul for this reason, okay? Here's the reason it's important for us to know the story of Paul, at least here's one of them. And today here's the one I'm focusing on. I wanna tell you the story about Paul because it is an example of this specific truth. It's very important for us to know. And that is this, God can change anybody. Okay? God can change anybody. God changed Paul from a man who hated Christians and did mean things to Christians to a man who taught people how to follow Jesus and become Christians. Now, here's a little movie that I want to show you that kind of gives you an idea of Paul. This is from the Jesus story. A Jesus new story way about. to see. Of all the people who kept the rules, Saul was the best I'm good at being good, he'd tell you. He was very proud and very good, but he wasn't very nice. Saul hated anyone who loved Jesus. He traveled around looking for them. He wanted to catch them and put them in prison. He wanted everyone to forget all about Jesus. He didn't believe Jesus was the rescuer, and he didn't believe Jesus was alive either. You see, Saul 
had never met Jesus. So one day, Jesus met Saul. Saul was on his way to Damascus when suddenly a dazzling light flashed like lightning. It was brighter than the sun. It was too bright. Saul shielded his eyes and fell to the ground. He heard a loud voice. It was too loud. It gave Saul a headache. Saul, Saul, said the loud voice. Why are you fighting me? Lord, Saul answered. Who are you? I am Jesus, said the voice. When you hurt my friends, you are hurting me too. Saul's whole body trembled. Go to the city, Jesus said. I'll tell you what to do. When Saul opened his eyes, he couldn't see. His helpers had to hold his hand and lead him like a little child. Saul was blind for three whole days, and yet it was as if he was seeing for the very first time. Meanwhile, there was a man called Ananias who loved Jesus. Jesus came to him in a dream. Go to Saul and pray for him, and I will make him see again. Ananias knew all about Saul and how he hated Jesus' followers. Lord, he has come to hurt us. But Jesus told Ananias, Saul is the one I've chosen to tell the whole world who I am. So Ananias went to Saul. Brother Saul, Ananias said, it was Jesus you met on the road. And Ananias prayed for Saul. Suddenly, Saul could see again, but he saw everything differently. He wasn't mean anymore. He even changed his name from Saul to Paul, which means small and humble, the very opposite of proud. And do you know what Ananias's name means? The Lord is full of grace. Grace is just another word for gift, which is funny because that's just what Paul's message was all about from then on. It's not about keeping rules, Paul told people. You don't have to be good at being good for God to love you. You just have to believe what Jesus has done and follow him because it's not about trying. It's about trusting. It's not about rules. It's about grace, God's free gift that cost him everything. What had happened to Paul? <laughs> he had met Jesus. Paul got a new job. He called himself a servant and traveled everywhere telling everyone about Jesus. He got shipwrecked three times. He even ended up in prison. God loves us, he wrote from prison. Nothing can ever, no, not ever, separate us from the never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love of God. He showed us in Jesus. And so it was, just as God promised Abraham 
that dark night all those years before, the family of God's children grew and grew until one day they would come to number more than even all the stars in the sky. I want you to notice a couple of things. I want you to notice something. Did you see that, um, did you see, whoops, before Jesus met Paul, did you see that Jesus, or that Paul was passionate? Did you see that? He had, he had gone to the best school. His, his teacher was the most famous. He had memorized all of the rules. Like the movie said, he was good at being good. And that's really what he thought he was doing when he was being mean to Christians. He thought he was doing the right thing. But that's the other thing you need to know about Paul is that he was passionate, but he was confused. Sometimes when I meet people and they don't treat me well or I see people being mean to people, I, I try to remember that, you know what, they're just confused. Uh, they, they, they think they're doing the right thing, but they're not doing the, wrong, the right thing. It's because they're confused. This last week in our men's group, one of the men on Tuesday morning shared about how his dad was not a very good dad. And this guy in the men's group was trying to forgive his dad. And that was really difficult. But what was making it a little bit easier was him recognizing and realizing, you know what, my dad was just kind of confused. He didn't know how to be a good dad. Um, sometimes when we meet people who are mean, even if we know they're confused, it can be easy to think, well, that guy's just beyond God's ability to change. God can never do anything with that guy. He's beyond God's hope. He can never change him. But God can change anybody. That's before Jesus met Paul. After Jesus met Paul, here's something interesting. Paul was still passionate. He was still driven. He was still super intense. God didn't change his personality. That's interesting. But God did make him humble. He made him teachable. And so now all of um, Paul's God-given passion was used to do good things and not bad. So instead of crushing the church, he was building up the church. I want you to notice a couple other things about this story. Did you notice that, did you notice that God's plan to change Paul included somebody else? Did you see that? What was his name? Ananias. Ananias right? Can you imagine how scary it would be if you were Ananias and the only thing you knew about this guy Saul was that he killed Christians. He put him in jail. And then all of a sudden God tells you to help the most dangerous, the most destructive, the meanest person you've heard of. And God tells you to help him. I wonder if Ananias was afraid. I wonder if Ananias wondered if he was really doing what God wanted him to do. I wonder if Ananias believed that Paul would really change. I wonder if Ananias thought that God could change Ananias or if God could change Paul. I wonder if other people said to Ananias, dude, you're crazy. That's Paul or Saul. He's the guy that kills Christians. Why are you trying to help him? Why are you trying to be his friend? He's so mean. It's really important for us to remember this, not just that God can change anybody, but that God's plan to change people usually includes us. We need to believe that God can change anybody. We need to believe that God can change even mean people, even confused people. Believing that God can change people, it changes us. We start to be more hopeful. We start to be more faithful. And God can use people like us, people like Ananias, to help change Paul. One more idea that I want to share. 
after Jesus met Paul and Paul changed and Paul started to follow Jesus and Paul started to plant churches and Paul started to write letters to Christians, was life easy for Paul? Nope. It was really, really hard. You would think maybe that according to the narrative that we hear in our stories that we tell a lot of times that once the good thing happens or the person changes and starts doing the right thing, that now everything gets easy. But that's absolutely not what happened to Paul. Other mean people, other confused people, they started to hurt Paul just like Paul had hurt the Christians. But Paul kept living for Jesus. Paul kept teaching people about Jesus. He knew that Jesus had changed him and he believed that Jesus could change anybody. Several times, like the movie said, Paul was in a, in a shipwreck. And what's interesting is that he would lead people on the ship to start following Jesus. Several times, Paul was put into prison. And his soldiers that were guarding him and keeping him in prison became Christians. Everywhere he went, whatever he did, even once when he has the opportunity to preach to the most powerful man in the world at the time, he shares the gospel. He says, God can change anybody. Paul wrote this down in one of his letters. This is what he says. He says, the life you see me living, it's not my life. It's lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not going back on that. In other words, the grace that has been given me so that my life could change is so real and so effective in changing. I'm not going to back up on this message that God can change people by grace. Paul's message is not you can be a better person by trying harder. Often change involves our effort, but Paul's message was that God can bring change to your life, that God through his grace can change somebody who can't even change himself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, uh, for the blessing of this core message of our faith that we are not stuck in some cast, that we're not um, looking forward to the rest of our life with the same habit or addiction, but that because of your grace and by the power of your presence, you can change us. I pray that we would be hopeful and faithful, that we would change. And as we see other people, mean people, confused people, that we would believe that you can change them too. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Why don't you stand up for a second, friends? Let's just say good morning to one another. If you haven't already, greet one another with the peace of Christ. We'll come back together in just a minute.